Hi, and welcome to another episode of That Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Bo. And what's happening this week, Bo? Um, well, I just got an exciting email. Uh, I've just been accepted to be keynote speaker at PHP Serbia. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's coming up in um, May. It looks like it's May 25th to the 27th in Belgrade. So I've never been to Serbia, um, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, I'm going to be giving a, a talk that I've given before, but it gets to have a lot of fresh updates because there's a lot of slides in there about uh, like big and P, uh, PSR 7, PSR 15, PSR 17, um, a lot of that sort of framework agnostic stuff that I've was I've been really big into. Um, not so much lately, um, but that's kind of what the talk's about. Uh, kind of my my journey from uh, being all about framework agnostic stuff to being a little more pragmatic over the years. Awesome! No, no congratulations. That's really cool. Cool, thanks. And it it sort of uh, dovetails nicely into our, our topic today, uh, which is PSR fifteen. Uh, PSR fifteen was accepted. Uh, what day was it? Uh, I think it was just like a week ago, right? Yeah, it was definitely recently. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Matthew Weirofini wrote a, a blog post on uh, January 23rd, and he said that it had been accepted the, the, the previous day. So it looks like it's been, yeah, just been just over a week. Yeah. So we're on 31st of January today, aren't we? Because mm-hmm. I don't know when this will actually go out, hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah. it's we, We've actually getting ahead of ourselves with a few episodes now and then, haven't we? So our schedule's a little yeah. bit crazy. We're not really sure release schedule-wise, but yeah. <laughs> so PSR yeah. 15, that's pretty cool. Um, we've talked about it on the show before, haven't we? Yeah. We talked about it on uh, episode 31 back in uh, May of 2016. So it's been almost two years wow. uh, that PSR 15's sort of been in existence. Um, yeah, I think that was the first time we talked about PSR 15. Um, I think back in episode 20, looks like that was back in June of 2015. That's when we first started talking about PSR 7 as a, a real thing that had been finally accepted um, and sort of looking at the future and what it was going to be. So what's that been? Three years? Yeah, it must be. Three, yeah, <laughs> two and a half years. So it's been t- it's taken us two and a half years to get to the point where uh, we actually have a, a standard way to handle our PSR seven messages, which is a little silly. I really thought it would be a lot. Uh, thought that process would go a lot more quickly, um, but yeah, everybody has has an opinion. I sort of feel like um, Fig when when PSR seven sort of came out, or just beforehand, sort of like feel like Fig became really big, and there started to become a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely designed by committee, isn't it? And, um, mm-hmm. which isn't, isn't a, always a bad thing. Uh, you know, we're trying to come up with standards. Um, it's, it's strange because back in the day, Fig often tried to talk about standardizing on the most common way of doing mm-hmm. things, um, which is still really, a really vague thing to say, isn't it? You know, how are we defining common? Are we defining common by the number of people who are doing it, by the number of projects who are doing it? And what if a project's yeah. been doing it for several years this way, whereas tw- 10 new projects started doing it like this last week? Mm-hmm. Very, It's a very vague set of um, guidelines as to how they're going to pursue these things. And ultimately, it leads to lots of discussions with lots of people mm-hmm. making hard decisions. But yeah, the, the 
because of all that, it, uh, they're slow to come by, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I know the PSR 7 itself sort of went through a lot of issues. And I think it was uh, whatever monologue was. I think that's PSR 3. Mm-hmm. That went through really quickly. Oh, I actually called it monologue. Uh, the PSR logging, which was essentially standardizing on the monologue interface, um, it went really smoothly. But I feel like it was sort somewhat controversial because it went so smoothly and because it was essentially just doing what monologue did. Um, so when we, when it came time to start looking at things that are a little more complicated where the, 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 where, where there's more contention, um, like when we talk about cash, uh, cash became a huge problem for fig to solve, uh, because there were so many different ways to handle that problem. Uh, same thing sort of with, uh, PSR seven, um, all of the major frameworks have their own HTTP implementations that are all very similar, but none of them were the same. And you know, I think that one of PSR 7's strengths was that it sort of normalized how things would be done. Uh, but some of its drawbacks are that s- some of the things weren't really uh, things that people were using, especially like the immutability. Um, like that was that I think that's probably one of the biggest things that um, makes it so that projects like Symphony aren't going to be able to really migrate to PSR 7 anytime soon, if ever. Um, because it just it doesn't work for their system at all. No. Um, it complicates everything for them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Symphony. It, I mean, the the ideal use of the the is those those immutable ones is uh, in the, the middleware sort of sense that we'll probably talk about mm-hmm. later. Whereas Symphony doesn't work like that, does it? Symphony works on events once you get inside the kernel, and mm-hmm. those events rely on being able to mutate responses and uh, requests as and when necessary and yep. um, it's fine if uh, things are really clean and requests and responses are used um, I don't know what the, the transitively I guess it would be as in you know they're passed around in the right places never held onto or stored for whatever right. reason uh, as soon as they're stored then it's uh, then it's no good is it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, I mean, I think though when they started out with PSR fifteen, I thought I I, I think they were, they thought they were going to steamroll it um, because they'd settled on this um, the the sort of um, Express framework from JavaScript sort of style of doing things. Mm-hmm. PSR seven was already there. Uh, I think Slim was doing it. Zend was doing it, and uh, and then I think I think. Quite a few people had sort of qualms about it, but no one quite articulated it quite as well as uh, Anthony Ferrara. Am I saying that mm-hmm. right? Is it Ferrara? Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, close enough. He he really nailed it with a blog post in the showing just mm-hmm. how much of a problem it was. Um, that response object wasn't it? Is the problem passing the response object up? Would you say yeah. up and down the stack, or down and up the stack, whichever way you like it? Passing yeah. it in both directions, I think, is the the problem. Yeah. Uh, so I think that threw a big spanner in the works in terms of why it's taken so mm-hmm. long to get to this stage. Do you think that would be fair to say? Oh yeah, I think so. I think that the a bunch of the PSR seven micro frameworks worked really well with that style uh, because they mostly dealt with closures, and it, it was just it was somewhat trivial. You would you already had your PSR seven implementation, so you could create a request, pass it in, not a problem. Um, but yeah, once once you take that 
out, uh, a lot of other things become more complicated uh, because you have to, well, you don't, you don't have to, but the, the, the direction that they were heading in was you have to pass something to the middleware so that it could decide whether or not it was going to move on to the next middleware. Um, and they got stuck, I think, on a long time where I think they were, they had a delegate interface, which was just supposed to be a proxy um, object that you you passed the request to um, if you wanted to. And a lot of people didn't like that because they didn't understand what the delegate interface was, what it meant, why it was there, um, and ultimately what um, what I think they decided was what the, what they were really needing was a, an actual HTTP handler interface. That's what the delegate was. It just you know didn't have a it didn't have a very good name. So they really only had um, let's see they they had the the notion of maybe creating an HTTP handler PSR for a while and then having the HTTP middleware implementation or PSR um, reference that so that it would take an actual handler, uh, uh, whatever the handler PSR's interface would have been named um, as an argument. And I think they, they went back and forth on, on that for a while trying to figure out if they should do that or just put it inside PSR 15. Uh, which is what they ultimately ended up doing. So, uh, what PSR 15 has now is the um, the let's see which what was it called again? It's the um, request handler interface, which is essentially the same thing that um, it's the same interface or very similar to Symfony's kernel interface. It takes a server uh, takes a server request in and returns a response. Yeah. Um, so that's that's its whole implementation. Symphonies is a little more complicated, has a few extra arguments, um, but that's 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 intended to be the the final application. You pass a request in, you get a response back out, which is different than what the middleware interface had to be. So the the middleware interface uh, turned out to take a request, so it takes a server request object and also a handler implementation, and then returns a response. Right, so, and the handler is the thing that you might call in the middle of what you might be doing in your middleware. And yep. the hand, the, am I right in thinking in, in an implementation, the the handler would actually be sort of manufactured to include the next middleware? Yeah, it's it's it, it essentially operates as the the concept of next. So yeah, um, in the if if you're using uh, like Stack Builder or something like that to build a stack. Um, of middleware, it would manufacture some object that wraps the, the, the actual next middleware so that when you call the, the handler, um, uh, when you call handler process on it, no, actually it would be handle. handler handle. Um, it would be some uh, other object that's there that's designed just to pass to the next yeah. uh, middleware on the stack. So, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty straightforward interface um that i is really tiny uh, which I, which i actually like psr <laughs> mm. zero turned out was was really popular and it was a very tiny interface um or you know it wasn't even an interface really it was just a set of rules yeah. um i think it's going to be easy for people to follow uh, whereas i think in other cases with like psr 15's original implementation that had at least it had a delegate interface with it, possibly others as well i don't remember exactly 
it's been what a year and a half um yeah i've I've forgotten so much yeah i I know where it is now and where it is now actually seems to be reasonable i think yeah cool i can't ever see myself using it but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm still i'm still uh i'm still fairly a bit of a curmudgeon about it all um i'm glad that they've got it done and finishing stuff but i think um I think this time, shortly after our last episode on, the, you went on PHP Town Hall and talked about it. And I think, uh, I think I'm sure Phil Sturgeon said something along the lines of, um, "What's becoming quite a, a trendy thing to moan about the PHP Fig um, about? Mm-hmm. They should have just used a HTTP Foundation instead of building PSR seven. Um, and I don't want to be so big headed to think that was directly aimed at me, but I'd like to think I had influenced <laughs> Phil's thinking." <laughs> <laughs> because I was certainly one of those who moaned about it a lot. Um, yeah. I, and uh, ironically, you know, the thing is I'm still using HTTP Foundation now and I still haven't looked at... Do you know, I've, I've used PSR 7 when I've been forced to. Uh, <laughs> In which ways were you forced to use it? So I use the uh, PHP League's OAuth mm. 2, is it OAuth 2 package. Okay. And it it kind of does things for you with PSR seven request responses, uh, which would be great if I was using a framework that does that. But I'm not, so I have to juggle back and forth between mm-hmm. Symphony request responses and PSR seven request responses. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I've used it for. Mm. Um, and uh, it, I still kind of stand by. I mean, I I think I admit that yes. Um, Part of PSR 7's goal was um, to also create request um, request messages for clients as well as incoming server requests. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah? Yeah. Um, and which obviously Symfony didn't really ever aim to cater for, or I don't think it did mm-hmm. cater for at all, really, did it? And I understand that. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of yeah I mean I, I guess it's um, I mean let me ask you something Bob if I if you were to put a number on the the amount of PHP projects that will get created tomorrow like starting projects like brand new Greenfield we're creating this project for this website for this company for this new new startup app how many of those are going to be using HTTP Foundation and how many are you going to be using PSR seven? If you had to put a number on it, well, a percentage. I would probably say maybe fifty percent Symphony, maybe five percent PSR seven, maybe. Yeah. I'm, well, what else is there? Would would it be? Well, I mean, there's there's Word, WordPress. Well. Drupal's using HTTP Foundation. You're so. right. Um, yeah, I totally, yeah. WordPress so, is a big, a big chunk, I suppose, yeah. which is using none of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, WordPress it's, was web- going to be my next one. But yeah, yeah. The, otherwise it's pretty much, pretty Symphon- much everything is on Symfony, whether it's um, Laravel is using uh, HTTP Foundation, um, Drupal, as you mentioned, Typo3, I think, is as well. Yeah, um, Symphony itself page somewhere. Yeah, you know, and that that's still where I'm kind of at with it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that without Symphony buy-in, PSR 7 isn't probably going to be as powerful as I would have hoped. Um, mm. You know, I had... The, we, we've talked about stack a lot in the past and, you know, the whole notion of reusable PHP code that could be used in any application. And stack was sort of a proof of concept of that within the Symphony ecosystem. Was, was fairly popular uh, within within the Symphony ecosystem anyway. Um, it, was, it was very transparent to a lot of people um, who didn't realize it was being used in what you know in certain places. Um, even Laravel used it for a little while um, until they decided. I can't remember the the they needed to be able to create middleware from the container, which was problematic with the way that mm-hmm. um, it's problematic with the way that most stack middleware had to be written due to the nature of yeah stack. I think, yeah, I think I, I mean the the big downfall for with stack ultimately it was um for for those kinds of applications is the stack was fairly static mm-hmm. um using the style that PSR 15's actually doing where you actually you passing the stack along effectively you actually mm-hmm. the stack can be changed and adapted at any point along the stack if right. that makes sense it's you more could, like you could completely rebuild the, the implementation of the stack yeah it, it doesn't really matter anymore yeah. yeah yeah it's almost like a linked list as well you know you can mm-hmm. halfway through negotiating the list you can actually change the list add things to it you know maybe if this mm-hmm. url path is right we inject a few more middlewares into the stack at this particular place or whatever right uh, our the stack i mean i say we worked on it i didn't i didn't do much i was involved in most of the discussion but didn't do any work <laughs> <laughs> um was very static in that in that way yeah. and i mean the other thing with laravel is uh you know it laravel is so laravel is so big it assimilates things because you know it, it, it's it's great to depend on packages i think we talked about it before but at some point it gets the at some stage it gets to the point where you're writing as much code to make this package work better for you as is mm-hmm. in the package you know the Taylor and his employees are working on Laravel virtually full time or Laravel and its ecosystem. Why not mm-hmm. roll their own, you know? Um, yeah. In which case they did. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, um, I think it's nice to have um, reusable middlewares. But there's one thing I, I've noticed about middlewares is even just having a reference of one that that's not necessarily. F- the fit the scheme you're using is actually really useful because they are so simple because you can nearly always just take a look at a middleware, no matter which system it's been written for, mm-hmm. no matter which language it's been used in. And it's basically doing the same thing. It does something, proxies to something else, maybe, maybe not, mm-hmm. does something else afterwards. Um, so yeah, even if I can't reuse the middlewares that people are going to be writing for PSR 17, no, 15. Mm-hmm. Chances are I'd be able to still be able to benefit from that. And I like that in a way. Because I've like yeah. I've I've ported rack middlewares to you know um just inline code for it if necessary, or I've stack middlewares in the past. Um so yeah, that I think that's a benefit. And the same with Laravel, you know, they they have their middlewares that they won't work with other systems, but they are there for other people to see and possibly use mm-hmm. and look at. Use as a reference, yeah. I suppose. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that they're going back to PSR seven. That's really still where I stand. You know, I'm, HTTP Foundation so stable, so widespread. Not to say PSR seven isn't stable, but then mm-hmm. I don't know much about all the different implementations of PSR seven because there is that there there are several implementations, mm-hmm. and which is great. Um, but you're going to need one in your system and potentially until we get this factory thing, everything else is going to need to be able to create them, which is also difficult. So some people will ship their own implementations or depend on an implementation or whatever. I don't know. um, Speaking of which, I I looked at the FIG website today and then the PSR 17, which is the factory interface for creating these HTTP Mm -hmm. messages, is abandoned. What's all that about? I thought that was... (laughs) Um, I don't know. I actually reached out to um, Woody. uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Woody Gilk. Does that sound about right? Yeah, sounds right. Um, He was actually the person who was the um, editor for PSR 15. And let's see here. PSR PSR 17 is the editor as well. And I asked him, I'm like, wait a minute. It, why is it abandoned? <laughs> I was really excited about that because really since, since we started talking about PSR seven, the combination of PSR 15 and PSR 17 are what we really need to have in order for PSR seven and this whole notion of, um, you know, whether it be controllers or middleware or whatever code that can be reused um, in that way. With any, we really need to have both with of any those. PSR seven implementation. Yep. Yeah, so the, the 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 project would decide where using this PSR seven implementation. Yep, everything else will be able to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of dependency injection, the middleware would accept a server response factory as one of its arguments, so that if you need to generate your own response rather than returning a fixed instance or doing some weird service locator or something like that you would actually be able to use a factory now to return a new server response object, um, which I actually don't know if there's such a thing as server response. I can't remember. But anyway, um, I know there's a server request and a request. I don't remember if there was actually a server response, but basically you'd have the object that could create that for you. So you wouldn't have to tie your middleware to a specific implementation. And until we have both of these, ASR 7s kind of a neat toy. But otherwise, you're still tying yourself to Expressive. You're still tying yourself to Slim, uh, Guzzle's implementation, whatever it happens to be. That's what you're tied to uh, because you have to actually instantiate these objects yourself. Yeah. Uh, But in terms of the abandoned part, um, I don't know if we've actually talked about Fig lately on the podcast since they did their reorg. They called it Fig 2.0, didn't they? Or yeah, Fig 2.0 or something like that. They changed around a lot of things. I'm loosely aware of pretty much all of it, but it's way too complicated for me at this point to really understand how things work without actually going in and looking at the docs. Um, I th- I want to say that, well, when I, when I reach out to Woody, he said that, oh, well, we just wanted to get PSR 15 done and then we'll focus on PSR 17. So I think right, what okay. happens is uh, with the new structure, you need to have a working group. And I think anything that didn't have a working group by the time Fig 2.0 went into effect 
effectively became abandoned. Um, so I, I don't think it's actually gone forever. I think that if you don't have a working group, they consider it abandoned. At any point, someone could start a new working group to work on that PSR. So I think that's what they're going to do now that 15 is done. Uh, they're going to go and look for the factories. I don't necessarily see that the two depend on each other, but I do sort of appreciate the notion that maybe they could just focus on one thing first. It still took them a year and a half <laughs> to to actually get it all worked out. Um, I don't see dependencies on middleware from the perspective of um, of PSR seventeen. I don't think you have to. I don't think they're going to have a way to create request handlers or create middlewares. I don't think they're going to have factories for those, but I think there might've been enough worry that there might be some sort of dependency there that they hadn't considered that they wanted to do the middlewares first. Right. But, but yeah, it is confusing. If you go to the website, it says it's abandoned and it clearly is not something that they have just decided not to work on anymore ever. It's just currently nobody's working on it. Right. I guess they probably want to do it quickly. I mean, it's only if people are going to start using PSR 15, they'll probably start using like a, a prototype response in the constructor for the middlewares or something or handlers. Yeah. yeah makes sense. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, and before, if, if it, if it goes off as well as they'd hope before they, before they get around to finalizing the factory thing, it might have, the work might have already been done and who knows. Yeah. So there's actually a HTTP interop, um, I just wanted to double check. Uh, Matthew had it in his his blog post about it as well. But there's an, an organization that is created called HTTP-Interop. Yeah. And its purpose was to implement PSR 15 and PSR uh, 17 to make sure that the implementations work. So I've, actually, I've actually written little uh, demo micro frameworks using the HTTP Interop classes that implement or the HTTP interop interfaces that had the interfaces uh, that matched um, PSR 15 and 17. So they, you know, people can start doing that. Now you can actually start using the HTTP interop um, interfaces to um, sort of proof of concept things. It's an actual there. There's actual packages that you can download with. I think they have implementations as well. Um, so if you want to, right now start writing middleware you could depend currently on HTTP interop which in itself provides the uh, psr 17 current um, implementation so people don't have to muck around with creating a prototype object necessarily they can use something like this that's already out there oh, okay um it's 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 probably a good idea for people to do that anyway um because it helps make sure that things work you know um that's one of the big problems with like uh, the cache PSR is that, you know, if nobody actually implements it and tries to make sure it actually works and make sure that there aren't unforeseen side effects, then it's difficult to get everybody on the same page. Um, whereas uh, like uh, Matthew Wero Finney with PSR seven actually created a full implementation of PSR seven um, and maintained it throughout the whole editing process to make sure that everything worked. Um, and, and that there weren't any weird edge cases. I mean, not to say that he did a perfect job and there aren't going to be edge cases. We'll find out later. Um, and it's not to say that PSR seven is perfect by any means. It definitely has known issues, uh, especially with, uh, streams not being able to be immutable 
was a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he, uh, he, he did a lot of work to actually make sure that he could build a framework around the PSR seven, uh, proposed interfaces. And then as the inter- as the proposal sort of went through its lifetime, he adjusted his implementation to make sure that everything still worked as expected. And, um, yeah, so I think that was a, that was really good. So I, I like the, uh, HTTP interop sort of thing. Uh, I know that there was a container interop group. Um, that had a bunch of uh, cool things that they were doing to try and uh, sort of flesh out some ideas about doing some container-based PSRs before they even created working groups. Uh, I think it was before there were working groups, but um, it let them actually see if it it was viable to even work on these things um, rather than trying to do all the work to put a proposal together and then find out that, you know, nobody was interested or whatever. Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe time will tell with all this stuff, you know. Eventually, Symphony, Laravel, Drupal may fall, and uh, some of the giants will come in and take the place, in which case mm-hmm. PSR7 might come a bit more to the forefront. Yeah. I think it's quite interesting. Um, I mentioned Laravel um, assimilating stuff, and um, I don't I don't know if they still bother with HTTP kernel interface or not. Um, yeah, because it got to the point where once they moved on from stack... And then mm-hmm. um, the big in, the big plus of using HTTP kernel interface would be for browser kit mm-hmm. and testing, basically. Um, but the more I see from Laravel, the more their own testing infrastructure they're adding and putting in there, yeah. uh, particularly things like the user um, Dusk now, which is the for uh, headless Chrome, I think. Um, so I don't even know if they bother with HTTP kernel anymore, but I think the foundation, the actual messages is pretty nailed on in terms of yeah. the usefulness that everyone gets from the, from those uh, implementations. Yeah. So I guess, you know, if we look at, you know, the, the current, the current breakdown of who the big players are in the PHP space, we definitely have the, the symphony versioned things that are somehow based on HTTP foundation. Um, we have other big players who still have their own HTTP implementations or not like WordPress. Um, and I guess where I sort of see things going is that any new frameworks popping up are, are more likely to be candidates for using PSR seven. Definitely. Um, and, and those sorts of things. So, you know, like you were saying, eventually there's going to be someone who's going to unseat Laravel as the new thing that everybody creates new hobby projects on, or they're going to unseat symphony in general. And, you know, we aren't going to see, you know, th- maybe there's going to be someone who comes along and creates a brand new enterprise grade framework based on PSR seven. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think that's going to be a long time. It's going to be a lot longer than I sort of hoped it would be when we were, you know, talking about HTTP, um, framework agnostic middlewares, you know, what, five or six years ago. I guess I'm excited that it's sort of getting that traction now, but also kind of disappointed that it's taken this long and it doesn't necessarily look like I expected in terms of like adoption or impact on the community. I think it has an impact on people who want to make their own frameworks, uh, which I guess is still a, a large number of people. You mentioned Anthony Ferrara. I think he'd probably be the type of person who would not necessarily use a full stack framework. So he's going to put components together. 
um, I like to put components together. You know, when, when I was working on money, I didn't use Symfony. I didn't use Laravel. Though I tried, um, I ended up making my own little micro framework that worked really well for my needs. And in that case, if I'm not going to use Symfony or if I'm not going to use Laravel, then the ecosystem and everything built around their interfaces don't matter as much. That's right, um, yeah. At that point, yeah. So I guess that's... I, I hadn't really considered that in terms of how many you know people are going to start projects tomorrow using PSR7. I think it's probably still small. Um, I don't probably didn't change a lot, but that is another class of user that I hadn't considered before when, when we, or when you asked me earlier. Hmm. Uh, well, let's see. I guess we'll see what happens going forward, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited. It's out. Um, I'm excited to see PSR 17. Hopefully they'll dust that off and start working on it, which will be pretty cool. Um, and I, I have this sneaking feeling that we're going to have a discussion again in, another year, year and a half, two years <laughs> talking about whether or not PSR 17 is going to be the thing that really makes it happen. <laughs> uh, Cause it seems like we're talking about every, every year and a half to two years as it is right now. Yeah, maybe. I, d- I just don't know. Who, kn- who knows where we'll be in a year. Yeah, it could be very weird. Maybe Symphony is going to uh, go all in on go or something. <laughs> And stop stop making new versions of, of the Symphony core framework. Who knows? Well, yeah, uh, I mean, really anything could happen. Uh, well, we've got Symphony 4, right? So, I mean, we'll probably mm-hmm. do major Laravel version next year or, you know, Laravel mm-hmm. 6 might might switch. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if, if they don't see the benefit of being on, on the Symphony ecosystem anymore, they... They really aren't. They don't have to keep it that way at all. No, um, I mean they're they're, they're decision makers to, into themselves now, aren't they? They're yep. they're, yep. they're bigger than Symphony in in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, I'd say, and and that's why they get to to do things like they if they they're getting a bit fed up of how this works, then mm-hmm. they'll make it their own in in the same way Symphony does for other things, you know. Um, yeah, I think we cite the um, the dot env component as being a they were various versions available but none of yeah. them were going to be quite the way symphony wanted and yeah. symphony's big enough to say right well we'll just make our own version and you know mm-hmm. we don't have to play nicely with others just when, especially when others don't do things that we'd like them to do or you know if we can do yep. better we we do better don't we yep and you know we we we've actually done some surveys in the past like we just did one recently be curious to get input from our listeners to see how many of our listeners break down into, you know, Symphony Camp or you know, Symphony-based applications, Laravel-based applications, or roll your own or something else? Yeah, you know, there's probably still Zen Framework people out there, um, probably Symphony One people out there as well. Where mm. you know, they're they're using a lot of stuff, so it'd be it'd be curious to see at least you know from our our listener base what sort of breakdown we see and what sort of impact PSR Seven has had on them over the years. Mm. I think um, you, you mentioned Symphony One there. I think they're sunsetting everything out there in some some way. What's what? Yeah, I, have, I haven't paid attention to that really. I'm sure they're going to sunset like all the the infrastructure in terms of like hosting the documentation, hosting the mm-hmm. downloads, hosting the. I think they're going to leave an archive somewhere, but not right. not something where they're having to keep the website mm-hmm. up and and whatnot. So that'd be an end of an era, I suppose. Yeah. 
I, that, that era predates me as far as actually using other people's PHP code instead of just rolling everything my, myself. Um, but I, I have seen it come up from time to time where people are still using that. Cool. Mm. All right. Well, I guess we can probably move on <laughs> yeah. to the, the end of the episode. We, we've got... Uh, coming up to our time limit, aren't we? Yeah, we, we're coming up at our time limit. I'm just thinking... Uh, what we what we've seen over the last year and a half or three years is this this process has kind of gone on and keeps coming up. <laughs> yeah, and there's not a whole lot to report. I mean, we've managed to talk about it for 35 minutes, but yeah, you know, yeah, we've ratified what was discussed two years ago or, or 18 yeah. months ago, and, and it kind of looks like big as a whole. I guess you know, like you know, I I'm actually on the core committee. And I feel like I've not done anything and there was nothing for me to do. Right. Um, in, in most of this time, most of the work is done in the working groups now. And that is all handled sometimes outside of general fig. So I don't know, it's, it's hard to look at fig and figure out what's going on anymore. Mm. Um, you know, we couldn't even figure out if PSR 17 was active or dead or what. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I don't know. I, as we were, as we're getting ready to sign off here, I was just was struck by the fact that this really is exactly what we talked about a year and a half ago. Mm. (laughs) And very little had changed in that time. To be honest, I'd forgotten you were even in fig. I I thought you'd resigned. (laughs) I I did. Yeah, I did. did. But I, uh, I, I, um, I did back in, in the original fig, organization um i i decided to get involved again uh with fig 2.0 um and i figured it didn't hurt to put my name in the ring (laughs) to to be on the core committee um i I still sort of see myself as sort of a a definitely aligned pretty closely with the symphony community but you know i i do just as much with laravel these days so i sort of feel sort of in that uh neutral kind of stance as opposed to going in with an agenda uh, Mm -hmm. which not to say that everybody else goes in with an agenda but you know we've just been talking about the fact that they that (laughs) that we standardized on a HTTP interface that had nothing to do with the biggest standardized HTTP interface in PHP (laughs) so uh, you know I I, yeah alright well I guess we'll we'll revisit this when it comes due and yeah. call this one a wrap. You've been listening to That Podcast with Bo and Dave. You can find Bo on Twitter and Google Plus at Bo Simonson and Dave on Twitter at Dave Development. You can subscribe to this podcast and review it on iTunes. If you'd like to review us but don't feel like we've earned five stars, email us so that we can talk about your issues. You can also subscribe to this podcast with RSS from our website, thatpodcast.io. From our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter to get super secret extra content from Bo and Dave sent directly to your inbox. Like the music? You can thank Gorillo for allowing us to sample the track Dust Kingdom for our intro and outro. You can find Dust Kingdom and other tracks by Grillo at grillo.bandcamp.com spelled G-R-I-L-L-O.